All right, so let's get back into this Paul Bernardo discussion with uh, Ari Goldkind, who is a legal commentator that we have on the show from time to time, and uh, always interesting to get his take on this. Ari, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you being here. Always good to be with you. Okay, so now we've got a political football on our hands here, but let's back up from that um, and and deal with the transfer itself. Um, I imagine, and my thinking is, this is just a, a scoring system that every single inmate goes through. There's no thought. That's how we got into this situation. It's just, let's check this box, this box, this box. Now he's off to medium. Is that what you think? So first of all, two good points there. One, I call it a nuclear football, if you want to call it a political football, because I think this is really an explosive story, but for the fact that this government is sort of Teflon Dawn, uh, for people who know that term. But this is, I think, going to blow up into something bigger. But you're absolutely right, Shay. And I've talked about this a lot for the couple of weeks since it was, quote, unquote, air quotes, discovered, Mm -hmm. end quote. And let me give you my criminal defense lawyer position on this before we get to the politics. The The only problem with this story of his move let alone that everybody wants Paul Bernardo to do hard time, die in jail, bring back the death penalty, rot at the bottom of a sewer, which I think we all agree with. I don't think any Canadian disagrees with that, is that the Canadian public, because, Shay, of this stupid, stupid, stupid correctional services policy, which is not a policy, that Paul Bernardo's privacy rights trump your and the French and the happy family and your listeners right to know about the move. That's the problem. So the shorter answer, taking my criminal defense lawyer hat on and off for a moment, is if the CSC, the correction services, would have simply come out and said, hello, Canadians, you will not like this, but pursuant to our policy, he's not a flight risk. He's been in SEG for 28, 29 years. We need the space in Millhaven because we've got 10 more vicious current killers that we need to bunk up there. But we're moving him to medium security, but he's not going anywhere. He's not escaping. He's not in club fed. I know you won't like it, but you have a right to know. I would be the first person to say here, everybody should suck it up, Buttercup. And the CSC operates independently. And as you said, Shay, because you put it quite wisely... They have procedures and legislation. Yeah. They look at somebody's security risk every few years. And ultimately, I think what this has shaken a lot of people's faith in is the way the system works or doesn't. And the idea that maybe now Paul Bernardo is more likely to get parole, which is a head shaking exercise to me. Ari, the question I have, and I think you're right, I mean, we just sort of, this is what, he's an inmate within Correctional Services of Canada, and this is how we handle inmates within this system. But we have designated Paul Bernardo a dangerous offender. So we've said the rules that typically apply to an inmate or a convict in Canada do not apply to you. You're an exceptional case. It's different for you. Does that apply at all to his incarceration? And that, you know, like we say, the cookie cutter, just run him through the system. Does that change his status in terms of reviews, grades? anything like that do we have an instance where we lock a guy up and throw away the key so that's such i'm going to use your last line there shay because that's such a great question that i think your listenership should know more about what you and i are now about to talk about okay and i'm going to do this as quickly as i can but i think you'll find this interesting to your point about can't somebody be so dangerous such a ticking time bomb to use my language that we lock them up forever and throw away the key because if you ever let them out, 
they're going to go out and dollars to donuts, as my late grandmother would say, basically commit carnage again. That's the premise of the answer I'm about to give you. A lot of your audience, forget Top Gun Maverick, would have seen a movie by Tom Cruise years ago called Minority Report. And the premise of Minority Report is that you can see into the future and somebody is so dangerous that you have to take them off the street before they commit the murder that Tom Cruise could see. I'm being 100% serious, Shay. Mm -hmm. I, get, I the saw movie. the movie. I know what okay. you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. okay, but just for people who think I'm making stuff, I'm not. That actually exists in Canadian law. It's called an indeterminate offender slash dangerous offender. And more and more prosecutors are bringing that because as Canada changes in so many ways, Canada is becoming inarguably more dangerous and there are more sociopaths and serial killers than ever before. So the Crown brings what's called a dangerous offender proceeding where even though you pay lip service, this is important for people to understand, to say, well, if you're designated a dangerous offender, you have to wait seven years or so before you can first apply for parole, but then you can apply for parole every two years. And here's why that ties into Bernardo, Shay, to keep our eye on why we're talking about that piece of garbage. Because he can now, despite him doing terribly in jail for 29 years, not participating, blaming everybody else for his trouble, blaming Hamoka, not taking responsibility. He got tarred and feathered at his parole hearing two years ago. Every two years, Shay, this is what a lot of people don't know. He gets to apply for parole, even though he's being called the worst of the worst mm -hmm. and the key should be thrown away and forever. And the reason that the Quebec move, I think, is so offensive is because Paul Bernardo will every two years apply for parole. And what does that do to the French and Mahatma yes. families, his victims, and the 14 women? Let's not forget there's 13 to 14 women, Shay. They're often forgotten that he raped. And I don't mean like, you know, the way we use the term sexual assault in the criminal code now. It should never have been changed because it means different things. I'm not talking Me Too movement. I'm not talking Harvey Weinstein. I'm talking full-blown rape. And if he applies for parole every two years, how he's now supposed to do, which to me is a colossal slap in the face of Canadians, he drags all those people theoretically to the Laurentians in Quebec, away from their homes in Ontario. And all of this happening, Shay, and this is why I think the scandal is brewing, while Marco Mendocino's office, at least, and I don't believe it's just his office, that's my view, and the Prime Minister's office all knew this in advance, but when the you-know-what hit the fan last week, they all start clutching their pearls and throwing their staffs under the bus. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, instantly. Um, okay, let me ask you. I've only got about three or four minutes left, and I, and I want to know, because now we're getting into the political environment here and the political yeah. element. All right, first yeah. of all, do we want... And like I say, this is an exceptional circumstance, so I think the rules can be changed for people like Paul Bernardo. Do we want a minister checking off on every transfer? No. Do we want a minister checking off on a transfer like this? Yeah, we do. Or am I wrong? We don't need politicians involved in justice at all. I don't think we need... Well, I think we should have the will of the people, and this is one of the big problems in Canada. We haven't even gotten to some recent Supreme Court decisions that I think spit in the face of Canadians. We do want elected officials within reason, within limits, Shay, do, I think they should be involved in the criminal justice system. I actually think the will of the people 
not the vocal minority, Shay, not the loudest people on Twitter, but the will of the silent majority, I think, should be involved in this. But do I think ministers should be pulling the trigger on CSC arms length things? No. My short answer, because, again, I do think there is a scandal brewing here, is that we have to have a society, whether it be the rash of Youth Criminal Justice Act crimes now, where a 15-year-old can stab whoever they want, but their identity is always going to be hidden. Sunlight is the best antiseptic. Transparency, particularly with moves like Bernardo, I think are the thing, the tonic that the Canadian public needs. Understanding how the sausage is made. If you don't like it, fine, that's your problem. Go to Parliament Hill and debate it. The real scandal here, I think, is twofold. That Bernardo's privacy rights trump everybody else, Mm -hmm. which is hogwash and nonsense. And the fact that Marco Mendocino, a public safety minister who does not keep the public safe, comes out with full outrage the other day, full-throated, then finds out his office knows, then throws them under the bus, then we find out the PMO office knows in every business that you're in shape, whether it be private, media, your listeners' jobs at their employment, the buck stops at the top. Yep. These people are all untouchable, and I think that, to me, is scandalous. Yeah, great stuff. Ari, as always, thank you so much for being here. We're out of time, though. I appreciate it.